Welcome to True Crime Daily. Even though the stories you'll hear are short, they are very much intended for an adult audience. The stories you'll hear cover some very serious subject matter, and they contain content that will be alarming for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. On October 23rd, 2012, Katrina Smith had a job interview. She worked in human resources, but she'd been working hard to go for a promotion. The 30-year-old Katrina and her 44-year-old husband Todd had just returned home to Illinois from a small vacation in Washington. It was their seven-year wedding anniversary. Now, if you ask anyone, Katrina was fun. She was happy all the time. She was excited by life, extremely career-driven, and a great stepmom to Todd's three children. She'd spent the evening of the 22nd getting some chores done around the house before heading off to her friend's condo. She was house-sitting. Todd texted her that night when she arrived at the condo. Sweet dreams, I love you, and good luck at your interview. You're going to be awesome. The interview came and went, but Katrina did not show. The day went on, and Todd grew concerned. Where was she? Not only had she missed the interview, but she hadn't been to work all day. As night came, worried, Todd reported her missing to the police. Todd was eager to show the police his laptop. She'd been using it the night before the interview to email her boss about the promotion. He was convinced something was wrong. Purely based on how excited she was about the promotion, there's no way she would have missed it. Search parties made up of friends and family quickly formed and police began to investigate. It wasn't long until her car was found just minutes away from the family home. Forensics were able to identify blood in the car. Blood that matched Katrina's DNA. It had been cleaned up, but it was everywhere. On the steering wheel, in the boot, on the back seat. Her wallet, her phone, and bloodied towels were found just by her car days later. Todd used the local media to plead with the public for help. If anyone had seen her or knew anything, please come forward was his message. At this point it was unknown. Did she leave by herself? Was she taken? The police continued to dig through Katrina's life. The digging led to a pretty stunning discovery. At this point they're trading on information given to them by Todd. Police were looking for a happily married woman. That turned out not to be the case. It had not been disclosed to police that the Smith's marriage was not as happy as Todd was making out. It was so bad in fact that Katrina was no longer living at home. Katrina was having an affair with Guy Gabriel, a married co-worker. The night before the interview, Guy had been texting Katrina. The text became more frequent and Guy more frustrated as the night went on. Guy had previously been arrested for domestic battery against his wife and police were keen to talk to him. When they finally tracked him down, Guy was able to give a solid alibi Police were back at square one, but they were now looking at things through a different lens as they continued to dig through her life. Her co-workers filled the police in on a recent incident at work. A disguised man had been in the officer's car park. He covered the parked cars in X-rated flyers about Katrina's affair with Guy. The co-workers were able to give police one other vital piece of information. Katrina was worried she was being followed. A marriage breaking down another man, and someone might be following her. It wasn't long until police turned their attention 
for Todd. Todd wasn't, as it turns out, as clean cut as you might have you believe. He loved for people to believe that he was the head of the house, the breadwinner. But in reality, insurance broking wasn't Todd's thing. Taking care of Todd and his three daughters became the responsibility of Katrina. As more and more people in Katrina's life spoke with the police, it becomes very clear. This marriage was over. She wasn't looking after a friend's condo. She'd already moved out. She'd already engaged a divorce lawyer, and she'd spoken with her stepfather about possibly buying a gun. Katrina had moved on. Todd had not. Katrina had no idea that Smith was not Todd's first last name. He'd changed it in his early 20s after being convicted of arson as a 17-year-old. He tried burning down the family home with his family inside. As the police investigated, Todd continued to use the media daily, crying and pleading for Katrina to come home. In Katrina's car, they found a note. I will do whatever it takes. I want to grow old with you. I love you and I cherish you, Katrina. Love, Todd. Whatever it takes could mean more than one thing. With their focus now square on Todd, police revisited his laptop. Katrina was being followed before her disappearance by Todd. He had kept a device on her car that showed him where she went and when she went. He had three years of her travel history saved on his computer. A loving husband? No. You guess right if you figure Todd to be the one who distributed the flyers at Katrina's office that day as well. Police found that flyer on his computer. Three weeks after Katrina missed that interview, her body was found by a fisherman roughly 25 miles from what she used to call the family home. Her death was determined as a homicide by blunt force trauma. She'd been savagely beaten to death. In a rage, Todd murdered his wife with a baseball bat. He was charged with murder, domestic battery, aggravated battery, and concealing a homicide. He pled not guilty. The defense claimed him to be innocent, obviously. They urged the jury to look more at Guy Gabriel, the secret boyfriend. Todd Smith was found guilty and sentenced to 59 years. <laughs>